The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to those expressing them and do not necessarily reflect the OSA Foundation Incorporated or any other group or individual. This podcast may contain dialogue or subject material that could be considered for mature audiences only. All aspects of how you play the game and the OSIP Foundation Incorporated are protected by copyright and other state and federal intellectual property laws. Unauthorized use without the express written consent of the OSIP Foundation Incorporated is strictly prohibited. If you're interested in sponsoring how you play the game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org. Your sponsorship may be tax deductible. So that's what friends do. They let their friends watch the flight simulator on the big screen TV while they're trying to record a podcast. That's right. That's how this works. Yep. So. Yep. Man, I thought that opening would be better. No, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. Okay. Well, um, well, I go rethink the entire opening, and now that we're recording and trying to get this going, hey, welcome to How You Play the Game, the official podcast of the Osa Foundation Incorporated. Yours truly, Jack Furlong, with you as we talk to you about what's going on as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned. This is the first episode of the month of September. The year is 2021. Glad you can be with us. As always, check us out at osafoundation.org. Contact the show via email with the address podcast at osafoundation.org. On the interwebs at facebook.com slash Foundation, Twitter and Instagram at Foundation, hashtag how you play the game, and also on YouTube by searching Foundation. Did I forget anything? Oh, I have no idea. Okay, me neither. <laughs> Sitting over there in person is the producer engineer of the show, Mr. Sean Ryan. Sean, hello, how are you? Howdy ho, Jack. You are not behind a fence to say that. To I you. know, I'm not. Um, and be, and call me Tim if you're going to do that. Yes. Yeah. I'm just not too sure about that right now, Tim. <laughs> I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I don't think so. Uh, or Tim. the or the uh, send your letters to Tool Time care of or t- Tim Allen care of Tool Time mm-hmm. P- whatever it was. Yeah. Care of. Yeah. And mm. uh, sandwiched between us as our guest today, uh, friend of the show, frequent contributor, and by frequent contributor I mean someone who's Leaning over like he's having some gas pains because he's, you know, busy with the uh, the flight simulator. As he's he has spent hours getting to Australia. He's not going to end it now. From oh, Guam. From oh, Guam, Guam, which, as we all know, is in Kentucky. Right. Okay. That's a long flight. That's a long mm. flight from Guam, Kentucky, to Australia, home yeah. of prisoners. <laughs> right. Because that's how it started. Mm-hmm. That's, that's true. That's not meant to be a canceled no, thing. No, no, that's, a... that's, that's true. Okay. Anyway, friend of the show, Phil Vost is with us. Phil, hello. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Oh, today? you know, living La Vida Loca. That means Great. it's uh, a crazy life. Well, Sean knows Spanish now. He, uh, Esta he bonito. To... Yo estoy aprendiendo español. Esta bonito. <laughs> yep. Which means, that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyway, uh, we're here today, and Phil's on the show today. We're we're uh, we're talking about um, some cancel culture stuff today. Uh, you know, we we have talked about this a couple of times before uh, regarding the cancel culture and how it is not uh, very sportsmanlike, mm-hmm. and a lot has happened in uh, you know the past couple of weeks since our last show that. I think requires us to examine it and to kind of openly 
peel back the layers so that we can vulnerably call it for what it is and mm. and try and get you know some positive conversation out of it rather than just pointing fingers because that's you know poor sportsmanship is the finger pointing like that and never taking blame and never having empathy and in these cases that that we're looking at today um it you know it it, it requires us to uh step back and say, wait a second, we could be in those positions right now. How would we feel? What would we want to have happen in those cases? I mean, we were talking about it many moons ago just with Gina Carano. Yep. You know, um, and, and, and you know, Phil was on the show, I think, for that as well. And, you know, the whole thing is just, it's, it, it, it's nuts that, mm -hmm. you know, people are not allowed to uh, express themselves you know, in a, in a particular way with, without fear of retribution, not because what they're saying may be appropriate or not, but more so because we, we lack the empathy to understand, you know, that we need to, we need to kind of have it across the board consistent. Mm -hmm. Um, and that when, even when people do screw up, mm -hmm. we need to be able to forgive them without fear of, you know, retribution and whatnot, especially mm -hmm. if they show some sort of remorse. Right. Um, I think the big one that that we're looking at today is uh, is is what's going on with Jeopardy. Yeah. Um, you know, as we all know, you know, Alex Trebek passed away, and they've been looking for uh, you know new hosts and whatnot, and uh, they settled on a couple of possibilities. And once those you know those those hosts were announced. Uh, it was kind of all hands on deck to try and dig up dirt on them and right. use that to to get them canceled. Mm -hmm. And and our whole thing today is to kind of look at the cancel culture and say, wait a second, something's not right here. And and mm. and how should we be looking at this? What should our reactions be? Um, you know, and and to try and fix it from that standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, Sean, you you kind of like have expressed a lot in terms of your opinions on what has been going on with Jeopardy. So yeah. why don't you give us, you know, some of the backgrounds sure. as you see it and, and let's, you know, start there. So Mike Richards was, uh, an executive producer. Well, is an executive producer for both Jeopardy and wheel of fortune. And before that he was the executive producer of the price is right. And, uh, so he has a history of working in, in television production. Um, he was one of the candidates who was to succeed Alex Trebek. I mean, th there was a, first of all, let's go back even further. After Alex Trebek passed away, um, for a while they showed reruns. And during that time, they were interviewing various candidates who were sort of going through the revolving door. And uh, I think Mayim Bialik was one of them. LeVar Burton wound up being one of them. Uh, Ken Jennings wound up being one of them. I think Katie Couric done it, maybe, I think hosted a couple times. Yeah, even Joe Buck was uh, Right, one, Joe you know, Buck they, was on it. Know. So it was like a few, few weeks at a time, stints of, uh, you know, these, these people being sort of flushed through uh, the system. And and it sort of was, I guess, treated somewhat as an audition, like a uh, yeah, live audition kind live of live audition thing. Yeah. exactly. 
Right. So Mike Richards then um, stepped up and and um, I thought he did a pretty decent job for for what it was for what it was worth. Um, but that's not you know the 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 big issue. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, actually maybe last week. Yeah, probably. Well, first, first of all, let's talk about who was named as the permanent selections. Okay, so you know, well, Mayim Bialik right. is the one who is slated to be the long-term interim host right. until they find someone else. Okay, Mike Richards was set to be that person. Okay, and was set. Actually, I think he was set to be the permanent host, if I'm not mistaken, but. News came to light about comments he had said on a podcast 10 years ago um, when he made disparaging remarks against Jewish people, women, and and, uh, I believe the unemployed. And there was another scandal that came up where he allegedly mistreated women uh, on The Price is Right, uh, pregnant women. Because they, it was interfering with their jobs. If I and remember they, correctly, it was they had. I think he had to lay off some of the models. I think so. And yeah. Went, and so he laid off the ones that they thought they were going to lay off, and then the other ones came up, or the ones who remained. One of them said, like, turned out that she was pregnant, and she would be leaving the show, and he right. was upset, saying, thinking, like, geez, if you had, uh, you know, if I had only known this, I would have laid you off instead of. Mm-hmm the other ones because of the, you know, the possibility of longevity, and, right. you know, you know, like, again, I'm just reporting the facts here. I'm not trying to take a side. Yeah. Saying this is what uh, right. a, a summary of what happened. Right. So in light of all of the scandals that occurred a long time ago, <clears throat> um, people were pressuring him. He, he, he recused himself from the, <clears throat> the proceedings and said, you know, I'm going to step down as host so he made that decision but there were lots of you know the media the fans were sort of pressuring him to make that decision and sony entertainment backed him 100 percent, saying yeah that's probably for the best that you step down you'll still remain as executive producer which brings up a whole nother list of inquiries behind mm-hmm. the, the like how severe really were his comments if he still gets to keep his executive producer job we'll get we'll get into that in a little bit right. but but um you know he so, they, so he he recused himself because <clears throat> he knew there would be it would be non non-stop fallout and backlash because of of the intensity and fervor that the media and the the fan base was was directing towards him um so effectively i you know this i think this falls under the category of being canceled for something that was said years years earlier right so um the big question there was well there's several big questions but the first question is what was the context? What were the context of his words? Because all the media that reported on it never said exactly what he said. 
you, you, it's hard to find actually transcripts of what he actually said. It's it, probably it's probably a little easier now since some time has passed, mm-hmm. but at the time that it was released, no information was available on what he said. Right. It, it was just said that he said that he that he made disparaging remarks against women and Jewish people. So there was at, a delay in in the in that. And right. Now that the transcripts might be out, but at the time they make they make the claims without the evidence, mm-hmm. basically saying, "Oh, we'll get it out there." Right. And then you know, which which is inherently incorrect because well, they waited on purpose. They right. wanted they wanted to generate. They wanted to they ruffle want to some feathers. Yeah. They wanted to generate a you know a buzz going. Right. They wanted people to get angry over it, and to to influence the influence his decision right. of stepping down. And so we don't know. You know. At the time, we didn't know what he said, what the context of the words were, what kind of podcast this was. We had no information, or very little information at the time. So the media was very quick to jump on this scandal and to get people fired up. And to make all these comments, you know, saying, oh, this is this this is what we needed. He we, he's no good for the show and mm-hmm. this and that. And, and you know, but but you don't know anything. You don't know what he said. You don't know what the situation was or anything. And and because of that, you know, knee jerk reactionary response, he's now gone from from any sort of consideration from 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 the show and it just happened so quickly i mean he was named host one day and i think literally the next day he was done right. gone and 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 it was not his you know people say it was his decision it was not his de- i don't think it was his decision now i'm i'm speculating okay but there were obvious i mean come on he had to have been pressured from the outside to make that decision. Because if he hadn't, it would be constant. He'd be constantly flayed <laughs> like mm-hmm. for his entire, not for the entire time, but for a long time. And ratings would go down because it's all about the money. And, you know, it, it's just it was it's just a whole mess. In fact, I think the whole process has been a mess. Because if you think back to you know the, the like when Bob Barker left The Price Is Right, they picked a new host pretty quickly. It was Drew Carey, and Drew Carey's previous career was stand-up comedian. So, which and, is also what Mike Richards was to a degree. Yes, right? yes, yeah. He was he was not a stand-up comedian in in the traditional sense, but he, there was definitely a light-hearted nature to his podcast which people seem to have forgotten, but Drew Carey was a stand-up comedian and I'm sure as hell he said some pretty edgy things. <laughs> his, his book was called Dirty Jokes and Beer. Yeah, so, so um, I don't know. Like, maybe people had the wherewithal to discern context right. back then and that's why he's still the host. And it took, okay, it took us a while to get used to him, but he added his own spin to the show. And now it's, you know, I think he's doing a great job. What uh, you also mentioned the uh, possibility of some scandal behind uh, Mayim Bialik and Lavar yep. Burton and yep. all that stuff too, yep. right? So, so it's basically that no no host here is squeaky clean, right? Or no no candidate is squeaky mm-hmm. clean, mm-hmm. you know. So, so tell us about that. So, three things. 
One, nostalgia is a very potent drug. Uh, two, um, we are always wary of the unfamiliar. And three, no one is without sin. Those are three things that I can extrapolate from this. We know Mayim Bialik. We know LeVar Burton. We grew up with them. They are essentially the millennial icons, right? Mayim Bialik starred in Blossom and in, in, in the Big Bang Theory. But LeVar Burton was the host of Reading Rainbow, was on Star Trek, The Next Generation. We knew these people. We're familiar with them. We built them up in our minds and they could do no wrong. That's what we thought, right? Before this whole Jeopardy thing, we had no idea who the hell Mike Richards was. Mm -hmm. No idea, right? So if he screws up, he's the first to go. But if Mayim Bialik or LeVar Burton screw up, well, you know, in our minds, they have enough clout in the bank that where we could look past their transgressions, right? So we're comfortable with what's familiar. And I think that's the biggest problem here. Mayim Bialik in the past has had some anti-vaccination uh, opinions. Uh, even though she said she, is, she and her family are, <clears throat> you know, vaccinated against COVID-19. But in the past, she's had anti-vax comments. She's posted an op-ed in the New York Times about blaming the victims of sexual assault cases during the Harvey Weinstein trials. And that was more recent than Mike Richards' comments on an obscure podcast of which nobody knew, right? So, and so right there and then, and, 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 and I will admit now at the taping of this, of this podcast, more people are knowing about Mayan Bialik scandals now. I, I think they're more, more so now coming to light, but the fact that it's taken this long Right, like they're trying to right. suppress it to a certain whether right. indirectly or directly, <clears throat> there was a correlation right. between what happened with Mike Richards, right, versus what's happening with Mayim Bialik. Yep. Okay. Exactly. Now with Lebar Burton, it's his situation is a little bit more gray. So um, I didn't hear about this. With, I saw the thing on what's her name. Mayim Bialik. Mayim Bialik. How's that flight simulator going? <laughs> it's going well. I'm hanging steady at just under 300 knots. So, and I don't see an engine fire. So that's no. good. That's no. really good. Yeah. Okay. Good, good job. Thank you. So that's if contribution, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what friends do. That is what friends do. <laughs> um. So with Lavar Burton, uh. There was a copyright infringement lawsuit filed uh, with uh, WNED, the parent company of PBS, against against LeVar Burton for allegedly using the rights for reading Rainbow for his own educational software. I think it may have been the trademark of which I'm I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but there was. There was definitely some sort of scandalous activity going on. Not a peep about that anywhere. Wait, wait when was this? Uh, I think about ten years ago. I think I think 2011, 2012, I believe. Um, and 
no one's talk no one's talking about that right so he's not without scandal either whether it's not whether you know a lot of a lot of what i'm saying <clears throat> hasn't been fully substantiated there are lots of gray that's why i'm saying there's lots of gray areas but the fact that he is in close enough proximity to something this scandalous i'm surprised isn't making as much rounds as the other issues it, that have been brought up it's almost as if and again we're we're connecting dots and making assumptions here that mm. we we are fully aware you know there may or may not exist right exactly and then let's get that out there from the get-go um but it's almost like we're saying someone making comments on a 10 year old podcast that's meant to be funny and edgy is not acceptable mm -hmm. but doing things like having your own opinion on vaccinations and blaming uh sex uh abuse victims and also getting involved in copyright infringement, no bearing on what you should be able to do right. in, in the public life. Yep. So, so so one's okay and the other's not. Right, which exactly. Is, which, that inconsistency is not well, good. Well, and I, that, that, that's because, like what I said, people don't like things that are different. People don't like, people are wary of the unfamiliar, right? They don't, that, that's why we don't know anything about Mike Richards. We have nothing, we have nothing, uh, on which to, to base, uh, on which to base or which to, which, to, on which to connect him, right? To which to connect him. So how's that grammar lesson going? Yeah, so listen, <laughs> life's rough. But what I'm saying is that because we don't know much about, because we don't know much about Mike Richards, right? But we know about all his wrongdoings, even though they're not really fully cataloged. Except we don't know. We only know of of that specific instance. Yeah. So it's so it's you know. But this goes back. This this proves a point that we brought up before, where. Historically, we remember people for the jobs that they do, not for what goes on behind the scenes, right? right. Bob Barker abused verbally the models on The Price is Right. But we celebrate him as a great host, right? We don't, so we're not, okay, well, did he mistreat some people? Of course he did. But look at the job he does. Right. And the fact that we are that the, the scandals of Mayim Bialik and LeVar Burton have not truly come to light as much as Mike Richards proves my point. They did a great job being stars on their respective shows so much that whatever transgressions are committed. People don't seem to remember those right. because they remember the good that they did. Right. So. Instead of focusing on instead of focusing on what they're doing wrong, why don't we focus on what they're doing right? Uh, you know, uh, pertaining to the job of hosting, do they connect with the contestants? Are they congenial? Are they gregarious? Are they do they, you know, how's the ebb and flow of the show? Do they connect well with the fans? These are the questions and th those things take time. The idea of do they have the ability to do the job? Exactly. What, what, whatever's going on behind the scenes mm -hmm. is 
irrelevant. You know what? Oh, it's like saying, oh, we can't have him host the show because he doesn't like chocolate. He's he's only right. a vanilla fan, and yeah. there's no way we can have a chocolate. But he's the best host we've ever had. No, 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 no. no right. That one thing behind the scenes is is enough. Exactly. Like, how Seinfeldian are we going to get here? You know. <laughs> well, we talked about Martin Luther King. Right. Martin Luther King, civil rights advocate, one of the most prominent figures in our history, helped bring our country together during this tumultuous civil rights movement. Abused women. Abused right? women, alcoholic. Adulterer. Adulterer, uh, witnessed a rape and encouraged the attacker. Yeah. But, you know, we don't, we don't talk about that. We gave him a federal holiday. Right. We don't talk about that. Where's Mike on- Richards' federal holiday? Right. You know? <laughs> I can't come into work today. Well, why not? Well, That's I'm Mike celebrating Richards Mike Richards' day. <laughs> but really, yeah. you 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 don't. We don't remember Martin Luther King for that stuff. We remember him for the for the job that he did. Yeah, right. The speeches that he made. Yes. You know. Yeah, and and I think that you know, I mean, maybe it's not a fair comparison <laughs> to, to compare Mike Richards to Martin Luther King. No, it is. It but, is. No, I'll say it. I'll but, say it. But cancel me now. Yeah. But but the. But the thing is that, you know, we you, you have to look at context. Mike Richards co-hosted a show called The Random Show, D-U-M-B. Okay, right there. That should tell you that anything that's disparaging that's being said should be taken probably with a grain of salt, right? You know, he called his co-host a booth hoe, and people got offended by that. Well, his, ho- his co-host is, was, is a really good friend of his. And he had friends on the show who they were just joking around. Yeah. Like, you have to look at context. It's like if you and I call each other names. Right. You know? Oh, we shouldn't, though, in case we want to host game shows later in our or, life. Or, God forbid, you know, OSIP takes off so internationally. Right. And like, oh, we can't trust this 501c3 organization that promotes mm-hmm. the better good with right. good sportsmanship because one time on their podcast, right. Jack called Sean a naughty word. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Okay. I get you. And now. there's the disclaimer yeah. at the beginning of our podcast. So yeah. that we are rated M for immature. Yep. Yeah. So you can't can't nope. Exactly. Can't do it. We thought of that ahead. Now what about um let me go here, mm-hmm. all right. And I'm I'm saying this with with a major devil's advocate. Uh, well, no, I'm well. I don't know. I'm I'm giving a disclaimer. Okay. Okay. Is there anything to the fact that Mike Richards is a white male, and Mian Bialik is female, mm. and Lavar Burton is African American? I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I, I will not say one way or the other. Phil, you're you're a guest. Why don't you say something? You're yeah. in the hot seat. Oh, your mic just moved, as if uh, God's saying, "No, don't don't talk about it." Yeah. I'm just gonna. Just Are you breaking stuff again? How's that flight simulation going? Well, I'm somewhere over the Pacific, so I can see the sun rising. Can you be more specific? specific? Is that Eastern and specific time? I think it means it starts specifically at eight. <laughs> Ah, you guys. <laughs> uh, no, you know, so what you said about, you know, the the race of the, of, uh, what's his name? Mike Lamar. Richards? No, Mike no, no. Richards. Well, okay. all of them. Yeah. That crossed my mind, too. Um, the thing, I, the, the thing I'll say in response to that is... I think I think it's easy to look at that because in present society, 
like we are so conditioned to think in those We're terms. Very sensitive to that. We're very, very sensitive yes. to it. Yeah. Yep. So I, I hesitate, even though that could be uh, pertinent. I, I mean, obviously, we, I just we don't know enough about. I it. I think but it depends like, on the fan. Like who? Like is the fan the fan who thinks that are they themselves sensitive to right. that? I think like, it depends it on the individual. It goes back to context. Yeah, the right. context is the person who's who's looking at that and saying mm-hmm. what is how does this play into it and that person has a specific background has a specific mm-hmm. set of experiences yep. you know and so you know if they're if that person is uh you know very highly involved with women's rights or you know the NAACP or something mm-hmm. like that you know they're um, yeah, you're going to look at things through that totally. lens totally that yeah. lens is going to shape how yeah. you, how you, whereas on the other side, we're probably looking, you know, because we always look at things as saying, you know, whether you can do the job is whether or not you should be able to do the job. Right. We've talked about it with like Jessica Mendoza. Mm-hmm. She's a female. If she's really good at broadcasting baseball and softball games, mm-hmm. then she should be able to do it. Her gender has no bearing on it. Right. We, 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 or personally, I say, nay nay because mm-hmm. i don't think she's very good at it mm-hmm. you know uh, has nothing to do with her gender mm-hmm. whether she's a man woman or let's make up any gender we want you know mm-hmm. it's 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 she you know her talent level in my opinion does not reach the talent level of other people who are capable of doing that job right. mm-hmm. and in this case we look at it and we say let's take demographics out of it which we should. Which we should. <laughs> Out of these three people, right. who's the best person to host Jeopardy? Mm-hmm. Could all three host Yo, Jeopardy? Yeah, of course. You know? I, I, they, I think they all did a wonderful job. And that's the thing is, I, I'm not I don't advocate for one person over the other. The point is that instead, we're so, so focused on what people are doing wrong that we overlook what this is all about. And that is, can you do the job? Right. Are they doing a good, are they doing a good job or not? I guess the thing I'd say to that, like, because I, I tend to agree with you, but at what point, you know, like, at what point do we as a society say this action or this group of actions that this person did in the past kind of overrides what they're doing? Right. I, I mean, because, yeah. because like... You know, just each one of us on our daily in our daily lives do things. I'm sure that we're not of of which we're not proud. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, we don't tend to think of ourselves or our friends as we we don't distill them down to that one action right. that they did ten years ago, right? The, the, we, the intangibles of what is in our individual heart right is is what we use to define that yeah and in this case where they are there are public figures the 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 court of public opinion does not take that into account possibly right. because they just don't know innocent until proven guilty you know, does not hold because, up in the court of public opinion whatever, whatever the reason is yep. you know you're you're absolutely right i mean we Asymptotically cannot fully define what that. I learned that word I think in like tenth grade, but in you're gonna geometry have to... class. <laughs> yeah, it's a line gets asymptotically closer to an axis without actually getting mm-hmm. without actually ever meeting it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's it's one of those things where it's like you're right. We can't really define it, but we know it when we see it. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's the strike zone or mm-hmm. you know hardcore pornography. I right. Mean, that's I mean that's that goes back to that court case. Right. Are they saying I can't fully define what it is, mm-hmm. but I know it when I see it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and this is kind of the same thing. Is yeah. to say, I don't know where that line is that that we're not supposed to cross the uncanny valley right but right? Like but with, we know with, when we did it with 3d you know 3d animation of faces right at what point does it become unrealistic mm-hmm. yeah yeah you can't really define it but you know it when that's not when it that, yeah. right yeah. yeah you know so i mean look well let's look at i guess what you could do is start measuring if you really wanted to get into the weeds with it measure it based on proximity to the job itself okay so like Mike Richards is hosting, right? Let's say hypothetically, he hosts the show. He takes off his pants on stage, runs around naked, and flashes the contestants. Yeah, that's enough to get him fired. Yeah, and go to prison, <laughs> right? So that well, depends on your definition of inappropriate. Right. But yeah, I, I know. But if he saying. does that, <laughs> yeah. like that's on the during... context of where we come from. Right. Says that's how we say hello. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. That's that was during the job. Right. Right. Um, one example that comes to mind is Charlie Rose, you know, in, in his oh, show. Yeah. 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 Right. I mean, he was a fantastic interviewer or is a well, well, was. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he did some pretty awful things on the job, you know, like right, right in backstage with with. You know, verbally abusing, I think physically abusing some of the mm-hmm. some of the producers and the people who worked on the show, like, and that was substantiated. Yeah. So yes, in in that case, it's time to go. Yeah. Okay, because that directly related to his job. Saying something that is taken out of context from ten years ago on a podcast. To which no one listens, pretty much. I'm not saying no one listened to it, but like nobody like, listens to our show. Right, yeah. exactly. Um, so we're safe. Oh yeah, we'll never be canceled. <laughs> but I dare you to cancel me. Okay? But the point is, the point is that it's so far removed, both in proximity and mm-hmm. time frame from from today, that the only reason why people are bringing it up is to 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 make this drawn out and to it's for ratings. It's like it's. It would be like to say, okay, I have a particular job. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm a musician or I'm a baseball umpire. Pick any of my jobs. Okay, after after I work, I go home, and I engage in uh, an activity in my own personal life. You could. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's whether it's abusive alcohol, abusive mm-hmm. gambling, um, right? You know, consensual but slightly odd sexual acts with with mm-hmm. a loving partner. Mm-hmm. Like like like, pick anything, right? Does any of that that goes on behind closed doors in my house have the ability to affect whether or not I'm doing the job properly? If I'm still doing the job properly, yes. Then it's a different right. story. If, but what I if do, the alcoholism affects your right, job, exactly. then it's a problem. But if if if, if, <clears throat> if what I choose to do behind closed doors in the privacy mm-hmm. of my own home mm-hmm. does not affect my ability to do the job, right? How is that a problem? Mm-hmm. You know, again, I'm, we're, this is obviously a very uh, blunt, almost grotesque example of looking at it that way. Mm-hmm. Because yes, we could dissect this and say, uh, you know, if I'm drinking 
significantly and then mm-hmm. I can't perform my job, that then, then does affect we it. have an issue, you right. know? Um, I think we talk about this a little bit in uh, some of the stuff that we were we were kind of writing uh, for an upcoming uh, OSIP project. Like, mm-hmm. if, a, if a star athlete um, says something on Twitter 20 years ago, mm-hmm. how, we're, we're expecting... Or while they're in high school. Or while they're in high school. Which has happened. Many times. Yep. We're expecting that that person in high, who was in high school when that happened... Now, X number of years later, to, you know, beg for forgiveness, claiming their unworthiness, demanding our forgiveness. I think Josh Hader was one of them of the yep. Milwaukee Brewers, you know, and and they have to go to sensitivity training and this, yeah. that. They're like, no, 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 no. He's a kid. When you were a kid, you kind of don't know any better. May I say something? Please. I don't know where this, I don't know from where this is. If you grovel enough, woke mobs might eventually forgive you for being wrong, but never for being right. Interesting. Yeah, it's a quote. I forget from where I found got it. it okay. From where I found it, but it's a it's kind of kind of bears some truth. Yeah, because people are always like I said, people are out to get you for something you did wrong. Right, and. Phil, you can relate to this. Like, if doing wrong we're, things. What? Doing wrong things. Yeah. No, but like, <laughs> like what you're doing in the flight simulator. We're going down. We're going down. <laughs> no, oh, but no, like, we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. Look at the job of audio engineer. No one praises you for doing a good job. They look at stuff that you do wrong. If something doesn't sound right, that's what they know. That's yeah. what they. Yeah. It's like it, it's. It's same same thing with umpiring. I was just going to say same thing with umpiring. If, if I if, if I don't do, miss a call, no one knows. Nobody cares, and I, that's how I have to know I did a good job. Right. Is to know yeah. that if I'm walking yeah. off the field and mm-hmm. no one even knows that I was there, right? Okay, uh, you miss one call, they'll remember yep. that, and now you're doing. You know, they'll let mm-hmm. you hear about it. You know, it's like no, 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 no. That's mm-hmm. you know, if I missed one call, mm-hmm. that means that I got all the other ones right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So how about you praise me for that? Yeah. You know, no right. one praises an umpire when he makes the right call. Right. What yep. do you What do you think that is? I, and I don't mean specifically with umpires. I mean just like the tendency to to focus on I on the bad stuff and not the good stuff. I, I misery again, knows company. Well, there's that. I think I and I'm not a you know this is again this is a kind of a very. Uh, simplistic way to look at it without bringing out the full research and the dissertations right, right, and, right. and whatnot. Um, but we as human beings, I think, have an innate desire to uh, put others down so that by contrast, we look better. Uh, you can maybe you can trace that back to survival of the fittest in, you know, prehistoric times or mm-hmm. however we're going to define that you know the you know you're you're trying to you know basically uh outsmart your competition so that you know you're the one who gets to procreate you know yeah. um but we see that all the time we see it in political ads you know that's never there's no political ad <laughs> where 
you know, a politician <laughs> says, let me tell you about all the all good the things good, I yeah, did, right. you know, and why I'm, <laughs> why I'm, a, I'm the right guy for the job or mm -hmm. the right person for the job. It's always my opponent mm -hmm. hates children right. you know right. my opponent well, didn't have a dog when he was president because vote we're, for me right because we're so we're a society that likes the finger point yeah we never we 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 lack introspection and self-reflection mm -hmm. yep. and the few times here's the other thing too the few times that we do focus on that it becomes this form of abuse basically mm -hmm. um you know this is coming from my studies in uh religion but look at uh you know the roman catholic church for example and how over time they have used shame and guilt to control people with indulgences mm -hmm. and god knows whatever else you know it's basically it's basically a business tactic to mm -hmm. say you're going to hell but if you pay us thousands of dollars, we'll say a prayer and make sure you don't. Right. You know, it's, I'm, again, it's a very, very broad, grotesque way of looking at it. But the, we, we can point at so much because when we put other people down, somehow that inflates our own ego. And we Which are, is not very sportsmanlike. No, it's not sportsmanlike at all. And we're also equally afraid to be vulnerable and, mm -hmm. and face the facts that, geez, there are parts of me that I don't like. Mm -hmm. There are parts of me of which I am not proud. There are, you know, the, those are the dark places. And, and when I, if I don't think about them or acknowledge them, I, then I'll, I won't feel bad. But the few times you do, you, you get sucked into this, this shame and this mm -hmm. guilt and I'm unworthy and I'm, you know, and like, like, fear and doubt and anxiety it's all it all just bottles itself up and then explodes in certain ways i mean we we could talk about that forever but you're absolutely right phil that that's it's not sportsmanlike to to to, to be like that you know mm -hmm. um everything stems from empathy yeah. you know you and, have to see the you have to no matter put your personal feelings aside for a second and look at the context, right? Look at what they're actually trying to say. You know, it, it's hard. It's right. hard to do it. Yes. I'll admit it. It's, it's hard. If someone says something that is so far out there because of, because it's different from what I'm, from, to what I'm used <laughs> Yes. <laughs> from what, from to what, what I am I'm, familiar with, with which I am familiar with which I am familiar we are we are grammar. <laughs> but oh the God. point is like if I'm if I'm familiar with something and I hear someone say something that is considered what I consider extreme uh, my experiences are what's preventing me from fully seeing their side of it and it's hard to remove yourself from that situation right it's hard to, you have to sort of Make yourself the neutral party for a second and say, okay, where's this person coming from? We, right? we lack in our society an ability to be vulnerable. Yeah. Okay. Um, we, it, through however, whichever means we'd like to examine. Mm -hmm. Okay. We, we have an innate fear of vulnerability regardless of 
you know, race, gender, ethnicity, sexual orientation, disability, or religion. Uh, there are parts of this life that we just can't handle because of how vulnerable it may make us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think of like job applications, mm-hmm. you know, where where we have to become vulnerable. We basically have to put our open ourselves up to a potential employer and say, this is who I am. I mm-hmm. hope you accept me. Right. And more often than not, they're going to say no. Right. You know, we're looking for a certain type that, of person. That is, that that is we such want. a difficult thing for most people to examine and to and to experience. Relationships. Do you want to talk about your... Well, I'll do that in a second okay. once I finish this one. He doesn't one. want to be that vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> but we do that in relationships. We, we, we expose our hearts to people and we say, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. I hope you accept me. And how many relationships don't work because there's just they 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 won't become vulnerable. They mm-hmm. for for because maybe because they've been hurt before when they were vulnerable, mm-hmm. and they say, well, if I don't want to feel that again, I don't I can't be vulnerable again. Um, you know, there they they say that science says that breakthrough learning ends very early in life. Okay, when you're in elementary school and you're in a science class and you're being shown different things the elementary school kid pre-puberty is amazed by it wow how did you do that that's amazing you know that and we we buy into it we we get excited for it okay as we approach adulthood breakthrough learning stops and when someone challenges what we believe to be true Rather than being the little kid who says, wow, how did you do that? Tell me more. What can I, you know, you know, we say, no, this does not fit into my schematic. Therefore, I refuse to believe it. I, I must refute this. I must do whatever it takes to put this down, to squash it and to say, no, mm-hmm. we're not doing this. We see it in religion. We see it in politics. Mm-hmm. You were sp- speaking about the neutral party and the empathy and being able to be in the context of another person. Do you know how many problems in our world would be solved if the common person and his or her equivalent who have different political views could sit down and vulnerably speak about why they feel the way that they feel and look for common ground mm-hmm. so that they see we're not so different after all. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like you and I have these discussions all the time. Mm-hmm. And through that, I think we have a better understanding of where we, you know, what, what we tend to believe politically mm-hmm. and we respect each other for it. You know, yeah. I tell a lot of my, you know, I, I tell a lot of my my friends and, and there are people who, ref- because they they don't grasp the breakthrough learning, will just say, you don't know what you're talking about. There's no way that can be. And I have to say to them, listen, I'm on your side, okay? Mm-hmm. I'll be around many of my Republican friends and they'll be like, I'm still one of you, okay? Mm-hmm. But you got to listen to me here. The stuff that, that this Democrat is saying is not inherently incorrect. Where mm-hmm. our difference lies is in the implementation right. of it. And whether or not it's the government's responsibility to do something about it. Right. But I won't stand here and say that what this person is saying is just factually wrong. Right. You know, that's, 
that's some of those things are like the the basis of so many Christian beliefs, Mm -hmm. you know, and we get into the, you know, the separation of, of, um, you know, church and state as a result Mm -hmm. of that, you know, and we can go down that rabbit hole another time, but it is through that type of empathy that we can then apply that to situations like Mike Richards Mm -hmm. and say, what's really going on here? Right. And is this quote unquote transgression really worthy of destroying this opportunity mm-hmm. for this person? Right. Because they may or may not have said something. We don't know if he's proud of what he said. He apologized for it, but I think that, you know. Was I, it a forced apology? Was oh, it, you I'm know, sure it was. Because there, I'm sure, you, as funny people ourselves, mm-hmm. you know. We go back and we listen to what he said and whatnot. We're probably cracking up. Probably. Okay. We're, I mean, are we? I'll admit some of the things he said were kind of funny. And that's I, the thing. I mean, that's because, you know, again, I can see the context. You know, it's not like he's he's forcefully saying something. It's not like there's there's no levity behind it. Right. You know, it's different if you are directing something towards a person and you are directly insulting them. That's different. But if you are talking amongst friends in a casual environment where the the show itself is lighthearted, come on. I mean, this is it's 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 like you then have to sort of turn the tables on someone who thinks differently and say, well, what did you do in college? Right. Were you were you a goody two shoes? You didn't you didn't crack jokes. You're out. You're. You know, you're, like you, 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 you didn't hang around with friends and. You don't make in those a large jokes. group. You don't make say, those jokes when the doors are closed and you're, you know, in, you know, behind right. closed doors in your own privacy of your own home. Right. And you're. And I know. Look, you know, I know he was on a podcast, and I know people were listening. But again, look at the nature of the podcast. And this, in itself, is the ultimate form of vulnerability, right? As we are here on a podcast, yeah. admitting quite vulnerably. We've been there. Yeah. Okay. And we understand it. And we're, you know. We stay, we say stupid shit all the time. It's the story of my life. <laughs> I wake up, I'm not even out of bed and I'm saying something stupid. Right. Okay. I mean, that's, 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 you know what we call that? A day that ends in Y. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, like it's, it's all there. Mm-hmm. But it takes a lot of guts, I think, for us in this open forum to vulnerably admit. Jeez, yeah, we're all we're all like that. We're all fallible. We're all, you know, we 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 all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. We laugh at off-color things. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we that's part of the human experience. And the thing is, you can't in order and I think Jordan Peterson said this, in order to think freely, you need to risk being offensive. Yes. And that goes with comedians too. In order to be groundbreakingly funny, you have to risk being offensive. Ergo, South Park, Family Guy, every fun, lots of funny movies, Caddyshack, Adam Sandler, Seinfeld, and Seinfeld, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Curb, that Curb stuff would never fly today. Right. Even some SNL skits. Yes. You know, like it, it, they're they're funny because they can be offensive. But, but you need but you need the context and rationale and wherewithal to separate what is what like this from real life for a minute. Right. 
Go ahead. I, sorry. Oh, no, no, no. That's okay. Um, I forgive you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm being vulnerable. <laughs> I'm being By the way, uh, I will need uh, your insurance cards after this session, and I'll need your copays. Okay. <laughs> um, what's it going to say here? Uh, let's see. Do you forgive Bruce? Sean for making you lose your train of thought? No, I forgive okay, you. Okay, so he doesn't, he doesn't forgive you for that. <laughs> no. You've been canceled. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> Uh, it'll come back to me. You, you, you go. You go on. You guys go on ahead without me. You go on, and uh, you'll interrupt. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if you think of it, just interrupt. Oh, them. okay. I just thought of it. Great. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, part of, I think, almost essential to what makes comedy funny is is saying things that it, either in a way that people don't normally think of them or or bringing bringing to light um yeah i mean i guess like bringing to light something that's a very common experience but just saying it in a in an interesting way or a or a you know a funny way and you know whether you like it or not life like you were saying jack like like this is all all part of the human experience. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. by living, you experience funny things and happy things and bad things and sad things. And like p- part of being a comedian is, is stating all of that. Like not, there's, there's no reason that you should, that a comedian should only comment on the good things in life or, you know what I mean? That's, that's kind of, that is part of what makes it funny it, yeah. is, is just, I don't know. So that, much, so much of comedy is poking fun at something. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, whether that's telling a funny story where someone, you know, where you had a weird experience, or or being satirical. You know, I mean, I think mm-hmm. back to um, you know one of my friends who's a stand-up comedian. He'll tell me stories. You know, of his doctor's appointments and whatnot that were, you know, they're painful for him, but he's poking fun at that, yeah, you know, right. or or look at look at like some of the stuff that Jerry Seinfeld did so classically. Mm-hmm. OK, not that long ago, perhaps 20 years ago, around the turn of the century. OK, like the, the bit that I keep going back to and I'll say it with the, you know, the the disclaimer that I'm quote, this is a Seinfeld bit. <laughs> okay, so if you want to cancel someone, you cancel Jerry Seinfeld. You don't cancel me. Okay, and perhaps this is a nice segue into one of the other things that we could look at with this. You go back to his album. Uh, I'm telling you for the last time, mm-hmm. and he has no segue to this bit. He just goes, "I'll tell you what I like about Chinese people. So long as we're on the subject, they're still hanging in there with those chopsticks. You know, yep. still using the chopsticks. You know, they've seen the fork." And the spoon. I don't know how you miss it. Chinese farmer gets up every day, goes to work in the field, plowing all these fields with a sh- uh, with a shovel. Hello, shovel. You're not plowing forty acres with a couple of pool cues, you know? Like, like. Imagine if he said that today. Yeah. He pub- he put that out oh, on an album and if today. He, especially if he was an emerging comedian. Oh my god. Yeah. He would right. be canceled like that. Yeah. That's and that's not that he literally in that bit is slightly poking fun mm-hmm. at 
you know, members of the Asian culture who utilize chopsticks to eat. Okay. And like looking at it, like, why are we still using this? We have better technology, mm -hmm. you know? It's, it's a slight poking of fun. Mm -hmm. Is it that bad? Is he is he saying, oh, and by the way, all Asian people are terrible? You're like, no, 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 he's it's a slight poking of fun. Right. Okay. When and when we and this is coming from someone who is very highly sensitive, okay? There we have to be able to stop. I think Lewis Black says and goes and go, eh, you know, otherwise mm -hmm. we're gonna we're gonna explode. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to be able to be to to have to be open and vulnerable enough for what I like to call good-natured ribbing. Yep. Okay? Mm -hmm. And we actually talk about that in OSIP a lot. We say, good-natured ribbing is fine. We're not touching that at all. Right. It's, it is the, the, the disparaging comments and actions and whatnot. Like, we go back to what you said, Phil, about, like, where do we cross that line? Yeah. Those are the things we got to stop. You know, if, if we're going to, you know... You know, slightly poke fun at somebody like you know, hey, that was a great golf shot you had. Hope you can find it there in the woods, two feet away, since right. it went so far. You know, right. like ha, 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 as I poke you in the ribs. You yeah. know, that's you know, like, like what am good I supposed to say back to you? Ribbing. Like, screw you. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> you know. What did you say? Good. That's why they call it good-natured ribbing. Exactly. Right? Exactly. That doesn't mean I think you're a terrible golfer and that you should mm. never play with me again. Right. It's a slight poke, poking of fun. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, I, bringing up that Seinfeld bit makes me think about the the Jack Morris incident that happened recently. Yep. Okay, so so for those of you who are unaware, the the LA Angels were in Detroit to play the Tigers, and Shohei Otani, who's obviously a huge superstar, love him, uh, two way player, amazing pitcher hitter, like. Can't say enough good things about him. Just lots like, of touchdowns. Yes, lots of touchdowns. <laughs> I see what you did there. Canceled. Okay. How's that get, flight simulator? Get him out. Yeah. Looks like you're approaching a landmass. That would be Australia. Oh. No, oh, the Australians. No, I won't look at it right now. We're doing a podcast. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, how many? How I many, mean, I can if you want me. How to. How many miles are we till Australia? Well, let me just. Oh, the dear, suspense. Dear viewer, just give us a... Yeah. I mean, you're not a viewer. I'm not a, a viewer. You're a, yeah, I'm a, I'm a talker. Probably about 320 miles. Okay, we got time then. Yeah. yeah. We got plenty of time. Nothing but water. Yeah. <laughs> and clouds. clouds. Looks nice. Yeah. It does. So anyway, Jack Morris. Shohei mm -hmm. Otani. Okay. He, you know, going into to Detroit. He's, he's, and he's doing really well. <clears throat> and Otani comes up to bat in like the fifth inning or something like that. And I think it was Matt Shepard, who's the play-by-play -play guy for uh, Bally Sports Detroit, who they do the television broadcasts for the Tigers. And he turns to Jack Morris, who we all know as former pitcher, World Series champion, you know, all the accolades and whatnot. And he says something to him like, "How? what should the Tigers do in this scenario with Otani coming up? And Morris says, be very, very careful. Okay, and mm -hmm. obviously, what he's doing is he's, he's you know he's trying to imitate some sort of an Asian accent. Although, mm -hmm. upon first glance of it, I think I, I forgot. Sounds like it. Elmer I, Fudd. I literally I said, I said that to my mom, and she was like, "She's like, he's doing Elmer Fudd, right?" I was like, "Yeah, I guess he is." Like, maybe I'm not doing it right. Maybe yeah. maybe I'm the, the the idiot here for not mm -hmm. being able to to do it. But mm -hmm. 
he 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 was forced to apologize on air in that game, and then they suspended him from from all future broadcasts. Now this this the player in question, I'm assuming, is it's Shohei Otani, who is Japanese. Okay. Okay, and. I'm looking at it, and, and you know, then everyone comes out and says, you know, this is horrible behavior. We need to be better than this. Well, you know, like, can I say something real quick? Go ahead. What does Shohei Otani think about it? That's a great question. I'd like to hear his thoughts. That's on a it. fantastic. Is he question. personally offended? Yeah. If he was personally offended, there's some plausibility behind that. But let's why don't we get his thoughts on it? Right. And I'll say this too. It's not like what. Morris said was exceptionally derogatory in terms of saying like he's less of a person, he's mm-hmm. no good, anything like that. What he said was meant to be complimentary. Mm-hmm. He's saying, "Geez, this guy's really good. Don't give him anything to hit." You know, like you know, he he mm. he should he have said what he said the way that he said it? Yeah, probably not. Okay, mm. but it's certainly not worth an uproar. In my right. opinion, in my in my view. view, said Tim McCarver. You know, it's just you, you. We like we say we we have to look at this stuff sometimes and go, is this really worth freaking out like that? Right. The context of this is that he's saying he's a good hitter. Yep. Yeah. So why are we making such? You know why? Okay. Are there people out there who's probably going, who are probably going to be offended? Sure. I imagine so. But like you said, let's look at the context of why those people were offended. Have they had situations in the past where people have expressed right, anti-Asian right. hate towards them, and they think that this is another situation? Mm-hmm. It's certainly possible. It's certainly plausible. And they're free to think that. Absolutely. Absolutely. They could very easily also turn off the broadcast. Amen. You don't like it? Turn it off. Yep. How many times have I done that with something? I don't like what this person's saying. Turn it off. Yep. Which in and which that in and of itself is sort of I mean not to not to put a negative spin on it but almost a knee jerk reaction yeah it's like well let's listen to the context yeah you know or if you if you've done that and you still are offended and you can't listen to it anymore just stop yeah d- turn off the or, broadcast or turn it off so that you can think about it. Right. You know, maybe mm-hmm. the knee jerk reaction of turning it off is what you need to take a step back and examine it. And then yeah. you can turn it back on. Well, look at baby. It's cold outside. Yeah. You know, it, it's, oh, yeah. what are the lyrics? You know, something <laughs> about it's like, you know, it's like trying for, to get a coercing a woman to, yeah. woman to stay over because it's cold out. And, you know, you're trying it, to it, take it, sexual. You're trying to take advantage yeah, of her. It's implying taking sexual advantage. But like of radio stations are taking it off. Like, you don't like it. Just Turn off the radio. Yeah. Switch the channel. That's how capitalism works. Don't cancel the radio station. Show the radio station you're not going to listen. Right. You know, the free market works that way. Mm-hmm. I, I always go back to that uh, case in, I think it was Colorado, where there was the, the bakery. The homosexual. And they refused to, to bake a cake for a mm-hmm. homosexual wedding. And they're like, oh, we need laws to prevent this. Blah, blah, blah. Like, no, you know what you do? Stop going to that bakery. Right. Yeah. Because when they go out of business. Mm-hmm. Okay, because because people stop using them, mm-hmm. that sends a deeper message. Right. Why didn't my bakery succeed? Maybe because you were you were bigoted. Mm-hmm. You were you were bigot. That's why. Here's, you know, a, like, here's another example. the The guy that shot the lion in in uh, in in uh, in the preserve, the national park in Africa. 
The de- he was a dentist. I can't, what was his name? I can't it's remember. Just a few years ago, Cecil yeah. the Lion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. So this guy, he's I can't remember his name. He's a dentist in Minnesota. Really well known dentist. Everyone went to him. I go to all my dentists in Minnesota. Oh, see, Minnesota. Right. See? So you're gonna cancel me for doing a Minnesota accent? Uh oh. What's up? Oh, spaghetti. So he's in Africa. He shoots the lion, and it was like on property and it was like very beloved lion and everyone was up in an uproar about it no one went everyone can't he had to shut down his practice because no one went there anymore he lost all a lot of money right see yeah well the government didn't shut him down Mm -hmm. people just stopped going there because they heard about it right yeah and that's that's the thing so and at that point the other thing that you do is when that happens you talk to the guy and you say, "Did you mean to do this?" Mm-hmm. And if he shows no remorse, well, he he yeah he did. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm, I'm again. I'm being very blunt here. You know, right. but can a guy kill a lion around here? Yeah. Without... <laughs> what is yeah, this, amateur on, night? On, yeah. on protected land. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> but we talk about that. Like you look. At... Sorry, Phil likes this too much. On protected land. You know. You know. <sighs> anyway, we look at what's in someone's heart. Mm-hmm. You know, was this guy, is this guy that much of an idiot? Perhaps, yes. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you, you stop going to him. Mm-hmm. I think Phil thinks he was an idiot on protected <laughs> land. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to save my comments. Go ahead. Okay. He doesn't want to get canceled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your plane's name is Meat, okay? Yeah, you're, yeah, you're canceled, all right? <laughs> it's right there. Just looking Phil right has, at me. Phil has a cat, a fat cat. Tummy meat. She getting a little thinner though. We're, we're a little, we're a little worried about her. Well, I mean, has she lost weight since? Well, no, since no, I don't think so. Oh, that's but, good at least. But anyway, we call her Meat. So my plane's name is Meat. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Now, see, now I know the context. See? Right. Now all of a sudden, this is adorable. <laughs> it's still funny. It's funny, but it's now it's adorable. Right. Okay. <laughs> What were we talking about? Oh, protected lions and, and yeah, stuff? Yeah, protected okay. land. Protected <laughs> land and shooting lions and whatnot, you mm-hmm. know? Like, again, t- take, a, take a random example similar to that. Was the lion attacking him and he had to do it to live? Like the South Park episode? Exactly. It's They're coming, coming right, right for us. Like, <laughs> because, because maybe something like that happens and you don't have a choice, you know? Right. Again, I'm not saying that's what happened in this, right. this example, but... We, we need those details. Mm-hmm. Is, this guy, if, is this guy going to stand up there and have no remorse for what he did? Mm-hmm. If he has no remorse, then yeah, stop going to him as your dentist, mm-hmm. okay? If the bakery in question has no remorse saying, I refuse to bake things for homosexual weddings, mm-hmm. then yes, stop going to that bakery. Yeah. But what if the baker says, hey, you know what? We thought about it. We realized, yeah, this isn't good for business. This is wrong, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe you could say, you know what? I, I show empathy and forgiveness and whatnot. I'll start, I'll be the bigger person and I'll start going there again. Right. You know? Right. If the dentist said, I shouldn't have done that. It was wrong. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And you feel comfortable enough. Go back. Yeah. Now, if he's not going to relent, then it's like, yeah, don't go back there. You know, right. Right. you have to be able to forgive people yep. and let them get on with their lives. Yep. That's how our system works. Mm-hmm. 
They pay a penalty. You don't let that penalty follow them for the rest of their life mm-hmm. unless the, the crime was so severe where that's, that is the punishment. Right. And that's all based on context. Right. So, you know, with, with Mike Richards, I think the you have to look at the job you have to look at the job directly you have to look at what how is he doing as a host how is how does how's Mayan Bialik doing as a host how is LeVar Burton doing as a host look at what they're doing look at how they're connecting with the contestants you know it's it's like everyone is so quick to drag people through the fiery coals that you're forgetting what the true objective is here and that is Oh yeah, they're replacing someone on Jeopardy, right? They're replacing the host of Jeopardy. Okay, let's see how they do. Here's the other thing too that we haven't mentioned. The media puts this host position as this coveted, right? right. Like it, it's like it's like it's like the We're holy to grail. Replace the Messiah. It's like you know? it's like yeah. they're coronating a new king. We've got we've got an right? opening in for the position of Jesus. Right. Who's going like, to play the role? Okay. It's like it's 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 like this velvet laden throne that there people are treating it like it's sacred. It's a freaking TV show. <laughs> and, and to some people it may be sacred. Fine. But their definition but, of sacred should not be that of the Messiah in this case. But, but the thing is, like, it, it's... Step back a second and look at the job, okay? It just... It, Life will go on It's yeah, because of this, okay? Right. And, and the thing is, like, look, no one is going to be Alex Trebek. That's I I think people want people want Alex Trebek and you you you're not they want his stoic wisdom laden spirit to be in the new host and that's not possible it's not going to happen it's just not going to happen got a better chance you, of having Will Ferrell do it as Alex Trebek right. you know so the <laughs> so the because the, the, <laughs> the point is that whoever takes the job right i'm sure we'll do a fine job and it'll take several months for us to get used to them and that's the thing so many people are going through this revolving door that we're not given enough time to get used to them and that's the problem it's just pick someone and let them do it for a long period of time right and they'll the show will they'll grow into the show right they'll make it their own Right. And 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 it'll evolve over time. It's like saying, you know, we you, you, you see a new TV show that's debuting. OK. Mm-hmm. And after one episode, you're like, eh, you know, but you're like eh. some people are like they watch one episode and they're like, yeah, this is terrible. Cancel mm-hmm. it. Not going to watch it anymore. Mm-hmm. Other people are like, you know, you have to give it time to breathe. You know, yeah. if after one season you're still lost and you're like, this isn't that good, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, unless unless it's literally not your cup of tea, then literally just turn it off. You know, right. you don't have to get it canceled because it's not your cup of tea. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that kind of stuff needs room to breathe, mm-hmm. you know, and and it's... If you don't let if you don't let things breathe in that manner, you're going to be setting expectations that are going to be very difficult to reach. Right. Listen... I already told you I don't like the Mandalorian. You don't have to call me out like that. <laughs> All 
All right, meat. Um, how well, many? it's it's been two seasons. I seasons. haven't watched the second season. Oh, yet, season though, you so. don't know. Yeah, right. So mm-hmm. I don't have the proper context. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean. Yeah. I mean the 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 moral of the story is everyone just calm the hell down. Yeah. You know. I can get on board of that. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. just take a step back and look at the forest for the trees, yeah. as I always say. And let uh, let Will Ferrell go. And the answer is mm-hmm. this is the sound a doggy makes, <laughs> Mr. Connery. Moo. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Well, that's the sound your mother made last night. Up, oh, canceled. Canceled because it's inappropriate. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> I ever tell you I won a I won an award for playing Sean Connery on Celebrity Jeopardy? Really? Yeah. When I was a senior in high school, our social studies class was international relations. And towards the end of the year, all students had to do a video on some topic that had to do with international relations. You know, mm. it was like their way of saying, Hey, you can get as wacky and wild as you want so long as you cover this and you know mm-hmm. explain that show that you know about it and blah 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 so uh me and my friends did uh the cuban missile crisis but we did it my in, friends and my I. friends and i did it in the style <laughs> of the cuban missile crisis mm-hmm. but or we did it we did it the video on the cuban missile crisis in the style of snl celebrity jeopardy oh great so i was sean connery Hmm. And they actually had like awards, like they called them Golden Globies, I think. Huh. And they're little little thing. I still have it. It's a ping pong ball with the world stenciled on it, That's and great. it's on a on a little wooden stick. Huh. And I won it for best actor as Sean Connery. That's wonderful. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. I I I hold that very close and dear to my heart for, you know, being able to uh, impersonate the late great. Dirty man known as Sean Connery. Is it on a is it on a plinth and everything? Yeah, it, it's. Uh, remind me, I'll show you next time you're at okay, my place. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to thank the entire academy for this. You know? Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Looks like this is my lucky day. I'll take anal bum cover for four hundred. <laughs> That's an album cover, Mister Connery. <laughs> I was always partial to Burt Reynolds. Oh, it's Norm McDonald's. Turd, Turd Ferguson. Turd Fer- Mr. Reynolds has changed his name to Turd Ferguson. <laughs> I found this hat backstage. It's a big hat. It's a funny hat. It's funny because it's oversized. Yeah. yeah. I love it. All right. All right. Well, I think we covered everything yeah, we need to cover. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, flight's still looking good, meat. Okay. Yep. Yep. All good. right. Good. We're getting close. Closer. All right. Well, let me get out of your hair before you have to land the plane. Yeah. yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't even know what I mean. He's so. going to land a plane. He's going to land a plane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, no, there's no euphemism or cliche there. Yeah. Um, so, Phil, thank you. Thank you. It was, and, it was fun. And especially since you still don't like The Mandalorian, you, you jackass. <laughs> you, may, maybe I'll watch the second season. Maybe I will, yeah. Lois. Maybe I will. <laughs> Sean, thank you as always. Yeah, of course. Uh, as a reminder to everybody, remember it's uh, osipfoundation.org, podcast at osipfoundation.org, facebook.com slash osipfoundation, Twitter and Instagram at osipfoundation, hashtag how you play the game, and also our YouTube channel, which I don't think has a personalized URL yet. URL. URL. Yeah, can canceled so uh well that's it so uh hope everyone uh, enjoys the beginning of fall mm-hmm. especially all those white girls who always get the pumpkin spice lattes and yep. whatnot am i canceled for for that generalization yep okay good good well that's it then thank okay. you very much and uh everyone out there treat each other with respect
How You Play the Game is a production of the OSIP Foundation, Incorporated. The producer-engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan. Music by SoundSpring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osipfoundation.org.